Good afternoon, friends. Your pal Joel Busby here. Today, we're going to give you another glimpse into a member of Grace Fellowship. As you guys know, we've started these off by allowing you to have a look to uh, get to know in a better way a critical member of Grace Fellowship's team. We've given you the Ethan Smith episode, the John Colburn episode, and today, get fired up and get excited because we give you the Laurel Schwears episode. Uh, Laurel's a vital member of our team in more ways than we can describe. She's been a real gift to us over the last year, and it's hard to believe she's only worked with us a year. But in this episode, you'll have a chance to get to know her better. Hope you enjoy. Is it on? It looks like it. <laughs> Are you ever eager to be behind the scenes of your church? To know what Grace's leadership is thinking about, burdened about, or talking about. Maybe the things we're planning for, praying for, and hoping for. Have you ever wondered these things? If so, welcome to the Sweet 201 Podcast, which is your chance to go behind the scenes into the very heart and soul of Grace's leadership team. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, everybody. Good afternoon. We want to welcome you to the Sweet 201. It's your friend Joel Busby here sitting on a hot and sunny afternoon in Homewood, Alabama in the Grace Fellowship office. And I'm not alone in this office, am I, peeps? He is not alone. We got Laurel Schwears here. John Colburn. And Ethan Smith. Ethan Smith is in the house today. Let's go. Well, guys, it is uh, good to be with you. Um... It is slightly cooler in our office than it normally is, but I am here to report that problems with heating and air conditioning tend to follow us throughout our our uh, our church's life. We are sitting here sweating in the Sweet 201 right now, but we're encouraged, we're excited, because today we're going to get a chance to get to know a little bit better the one and only Miss Laurel Schwears here to my right. <laughs> We're working That's the on the best intro I've ever gotten. We're working on some sound effects today. You know, you can download them, but we just figured we'd make Ethan just make them all with his mouth. Um, My palate wasn't uh, <laughs> wet enough to, <laughs> to effectively do it, so I apologize. Okay, so in all seriousness, uh, today is the day where we get a chance to get to know Laurel better. Laurel, um, it's hard to believe when I think about it that you've only really served with Grace Fellowship just a little over a year. It feels like you've been here a lot longer than that. And uh, if you haven't noticed, guys, Laurel's kind of everywhere. She's there on Sundays. She is the front door, so to speak, when people communicate with Grace Fellowship. Uh, Laurel serves as our communications coordinator, managing our social media, um, our announcements. Um, She manages anything we send out to our congregation. She, now's a good time to tell you, is... (laughs) The one who edits and mixes this podcast. Uh, she You would is, probably know that if you didn't click off 15 seconds before the episode actually ended. Yeah. We know. We, we t- can see. We tell you that. Uh, Laurel serves really to just help things happen, help things move, maybe from concept to, to action, from point A to point B, um, and she just gives us a lot of gifts around here, here with her time and... Mm-hmm. Um, just her energy and effort, and we're so thankful for her. So we just thought yeah. it would be good uh, for us to have a moment to allow you to get to know Laurel better. So 
We're going to put Laura Schwears on what we like to call the Caveat Coffee Hot Seat. Mm. Where we Tell ask us more about questions. that, Joel. Caveat Coffee Hot Seat. It's uh, just a segment we do here, and uh, it's, it's good fun. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask Laura a few questions, and we're going to allow her to respond. I'm going to ask the first. These guys, Ethan and John, will pick up with a couple more, and we'll just take it from there. So I'll begin. Well, Laurel, uh, can you begin by just telling us, like, like, where are you from? Sure. Some things that are related to your upbringing. And then if you can round that story out by telling us how you got to Grace Fellowship. Sure. Um, I hail from the great capital city of Montgomery, Alabama. The Gump. About an hour and a half from here. I grew up there, was born in the summer of 89 to a coach's daughter and a teacher's, teacher's daughter. Both my parents were in education. Um, I have an older brother who is five years older than me, and we grew up there. Um, I went to the same school for 14 years, so it was all I knew. My dad coached there, my brother played basketball there. It was a good time. And then I headed up the road about 45 minutes to Auburn University. Just up Oregon. by 85, right? Just up by 85. I could get from my parents' house to my dorm in like 42 minutes. <laughs> it was like just enough to like be on my own, but to run home if I needed to. Um, so yeah, I moved from Montgomery to Auburn, and then in 2012, I graduated from Auburn and moved to Birmingham. Um, before I graduated, I needed to do an internship, so that's what brought me to Birmingham. My older brother was already here, and... I tended to follow in his footsteps. I moved here and interned and graduated, and the Lord has kept me here since. I've tried to leave a couple times, and he has closed every door. Um, So, yeah, I think this is going into my eighth year in Birmingham, and I've done a couple different things. I worked for a crisis pregnancy center for several years. I nannied for several years, and then through my relationship with the family I was nannying for, uh, the Lord brought me to grace. So yeah, like Joel said, I've been here about 15 months, and it's hard to imagine, like, not being here. I was talking to someone recently, and they were like, I just can't remember grace before you, which was really sweet for me. Just, it's just been sweet. Just in the short time I've been here, it already feel like family. Yeah. We really belong here, so we're really thankful. You know, you, you just mentioned that you've spent time uh, doing ministry in other contexts. You've been just a, a very active participant as a lay member in a church. You've worked in ministry in parachurch organizations as well as more, even more secular kind of support organizations. What's it like doing ministry as a part of a team on a local church versus the other mm-hmm. roles that you've kind of held in the past? Yeah, so... Like John said, I worked for three years at a ministry called Save a Life, and it was a Christian ministry, but obviously not in the church. So that was my first experience in ministry, and then now being at Grace, being a part of church, you know, it's just, it's different. Um, When I worked in ministry before, you had people from different denominations and churches and kind of independently doing their own thing, and then we would just kind of show up during the day to work together. Um, yeah, it was just like a little bit different, um, whereas here I feel like, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, it's just different. I guess I feel kind of like that was, there was just more separation, I think, for me, like working just in that kind of ministry than there is church. Uh, I think being here, it's kind of like this is 
my job, but it's also my church and what I feel like is my family. So I feel more, I think, involved and in tune and uh, kind of all comes together. Somehow. Yeah, somehow I don't really know how to describe that. But yeah, I guess when I think about those experiences, they're just I was just doing two different two different things. They just look differently. Everything from like the relationships to people I worked with to my actual work versus what I'm doing now. Yeah. I loved I loved my time there, but I'm thankful to be here. Laura, how do you feel about your relationships with the people you work with now? <laughs> just kidding, you don't have to answer <laughs> Now's that. the time to <laughs> tell y'all. No, yeah, please don't answer that. Uh, Ethan, what do you, yeah. what's on your mind? Uh, so, Grace Fellowship has an unofficial tagline, which goes, the place where nothing would happen without Laurel Schwears. <laughs> oh, uh, and so I'm just kind of curious what, like, the most unexpected or absurd thing, like, I'm not talking, like, expense reports. I'm, like, talking about, like, what's, like, the thing that you're, like, I never envisioned myself having to do that task <laughs> while working for a church. Uh, mm. It could be dressing up as grapes for VBS, you know, who who knows? Mm. There's actually a lot of things I could look at, think of, and not I mean, look you're free to make a list. That. <laughs> um, you know, this job has been like nothing that I expected, but everything that I expected and more, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's like things that have been way better than I ever imagined. And then there's, like you said, been moments where I just kind of laugh and I think to myself, what am I doing? <laughs> and I think because it's fresh on my mind, I, I never, you know, in my 31 years of life, ever thought I'd help produce a podcast. But here we are. So that's been one thing. Um, some random things like the joys of being Joel Busby's assistant, I get to do fun, random things like alphabetize his library. <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing that I didn't expect on the job description. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's been fun. I've learned a lot. Um, yeah, this job can... I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I just kind of like do a little bit of everything whether people know it or not and some it's really fun and sometimes I just laugh at like what, how did I get here mm-hmm. that's great yeah of all the random tasks you have to do like you just said um like Laura just said Laurel's role at Grace is really just to try to make some things happen like point A to point B which involves all kinds of crazy things you don't expect but of all the various things you do from uh pulling together details for like a meal we might have for a group of people at the church or from you know editing and designing you know print materials to producing a podcast like to acquiring four tiki torches in 45 (laughs) minutes (laughs) yeah yeah just 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 with all the random tasks what is the task you get to do around here that and you don't have to just name one but what are two or three tasks that are the things that really light your fire and really, mm-hmm. uh, really, like when you're in work at that thing, you feel like you're really doing something really central mm-hmm. to what you believe you've been called to do here. Mm-hmm. That's good. I actually have been thinking about this recently because if you know me, you know that I think about all the things and all my emotions. And I've been thinking about like moments that I feel really alive and. I'm not just saying this because I'm sitting here with y'all, but I genuinely love my job and love the work that I'm doing, even if it's, like, not that exciting. I just have fun with it. But 
I think the thing I think the things in my job that make me feel most alive that that I feel like the Lord has used grace to let me exercise is just the time and ability I have in relationship with people uh whether that's like getting coffee with someone or like we've been having a lot of visitors recently and just being able to connect with them and talk with them. Um, I think really welcome people at our church and just building on relationships, whether that's friendship and relationship with y'all as my coworkers, whether that's a member that has been at Grace since it started or whether that's a new person that showed up last night that just has been a real joy for me and I feel like the Lord's kind of gifted me with an ability to connect with all different kinds of people and everything in my job is like relationally built so even though a lot of my job is administrative and I'm sending emails it's all there's like a person behind that and the Lord just made me very relational and so I love that I love being Mm -hmm. able to communicate with people to work with people um all right, so all the relational stuff you do is one thing. Can you think of another task or another responsibility that you have that just makes you come up? Um, I really, like, have had a lot of joy recently. I did not, probably initially, but just since we've moved to outdoor services, I think that the Lord's kind of instilled some confidence in me. And I mean this in the most humble way. Like, I've just been proud of myself for, like, as we've transitioned from like regular service to zoom to outdoor to being able to like plan and put together and execute and run a Sunday service and it not just being like oh I've got to check off all these things it's like Mm -hmm. getting to create a space and provide a space for people to come and encounter Jesus and his resurrection like I'll never get over it so I've been thinking that a lot recently just that I don't know. I remember very vividly when I applied to this job, just kind of looking at the job description and being like, I don't know if I know how to do that or not super confident. I just like the Lord gave me this piece that I'm going to equip you to do these things that you don't think you know how to. And just kind of seeing some of the fruit of that has been really, really fun for me. And I don't know. I was just thinking about it last night. Like, the people in this room sitting here know that I'm very hard on myself, but I just had this moment of being like, wow, I'm really proud of myself. Like, I really didn't naturally think, like, I would know how to do this or pull this off. And obviously that comes with a lot of help. I wouldn't be able to do it alone. But uh, that's something, like, recently in this season of corona that I feel like I've kind of come alive to is just being able to to do that and being a big part of creating this space for people to come and to worship. It's not just about like setting up tents for me or putting out cones in the lawn. It's like, as I'm doing that, I'm thinking about the people that are coming Mm -hmm. to worship. Like even as tedious of a task yesterday of like pouring 140 communion cups, I just kept thinking like each individual person was going to get to receive the body of Jesus. And that just like makes me feel really alive. Um, also like just genuinely like enjoy and feel a lot of like life in me just getting to help you and kind of think through things whether that's your sermon or things you're thinking has just been really good for me that I like really love about my job being able to 
partner with you in that. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. So it's it's Friday afternoon. You took it right out of my... I was about to go there, John. So it's Friday afternoon. Let's talk about all the fun things. People have signed up to help out on Sunday, so you don't have to do that. Uh, the responsibilities not, are complete. You've Yeah, you don't have to run anything by the bank. Everything is done. Uh, you have a Friday evening to do what Laurel does. If someone were looking for you, where are they going to find you on that Friday night? And what are well, you going to be doing? I mean, are we talking like realistic? Or are we talking like Laurel's dream world? If she could do whatever she wanted on a Friday, a little bit of both. Laurel's dream world. <laughs> yeah, okay. Laurel's dream world is the. If both. we're like talking dream world, and I could do anything, I'd love to be like somewhere near the water, either like at a lake on a boat or at the beach or. Not so, not so much like Shades Creek. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's in a cabana on the coast of yeah. Guatemala on Friday John, night. John knows me kind of well. Um, I love to travel, so like ideally, it'd be fun to like be somewhere outside of Birmingham, be near water, be with people. But that's not always realistic. Um, my ideal night, I just like really in love, really love beautiful things and people and I like experience the Lord through like really good food and good conversation Mm -hmm. so my favorite way to like spend a Friday night would be like around a table with people that I know and love with some good wine and good food and good conversation I love to linger around a table um Mm -hmm. I love when people eat and then they just will sit there and talk so you're in good company there that's That's kind of like an ideal for me I love just being in other people's homes and sitting around the table and talking and sharing beautiful well, things. That makes me want to go there. I know. <laughs> we uh, could do it. If we're, if we're if we're if we're thinking about this table, what would Laura want on the table for eating? Mm. We're gonna see if Ethan could pull that off because yeah. Ethan's a really good semi-professional cook. Mm. <laughs> And, uh, How about y'all give me your best John, options? John is a really good amateur chef. Hey, I just decided what we should do Friday night. Y'all should all cook we'll, for me. We'll cook off. Y'all cook for What's me, your and food? then I'll what, get what to do you taste like? it. What do I do? Mm, I mean, I really love like anything. Like I love Italian food. I love a good like fillet. <laughs> I love like some good chicken. Mm-hmm. I mean, really anything. Perfect. Right. We'll get to work. Mm-hmm. Leaves the door. That leaves the door open. Yeah. Some good drinks, like a beautiful linen tablecloth with like actual plates. You can't eat all that stuff. <laughs> that just <laughs> that, that kind of stuff like, means something to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe a final question, Laura. Um, but and before I ask, I'll just say, Laura has just been such a gift from God for our team. Mm-hmm. Um, and she obviously works really hard to make stuff happen, but I think the real gift that Laurel brings is just kind of a steady hope in Christ, um, kind of a deep and steadfast faith in God's promises, and the way she's able to just kind of keep our team, I would say, kind of buoyed um, in some of the ups and downs of ministry just by her presence, I think mm-hmm. is the real gift she gives us around here. Couldn't agree more. Um, but, Laurel, before we let you go, um, what hopes and dreams and prayers do you find yourself having mm. for Grace Fellowship? Mm. Like when you imagine our church five, six years down the road, what do you, what do you hope for? Mm-hmm. I think about these things a lot. I get really excited with anticipation 
and just like overwhelmed with the Lord's goodness that I get to be a part of what the Lord is doing at Grace and really have a lot of hopes to like seeing the Lord continue to move over the next few years. I think this is just fresh on my mind because I was thinking about it last night, but I was down with some of our youngest kids last night and I've known most of them since they were babies in diapers and just this excitement that I felt that I'm going to get to watch them grow up and know Jesus mm-hmm. at Grace and then I get to be a part of that. Um, that's something that I think about that's really sweet to me. Um, I think I get excited to just continue to steward the gifts that the Lord has given us and continue just to be a place like I think about people that don't even know about us right now that will one day come and get to be cared on and loved and hear the gospel and how the Lord may continue to bring people to us um, whether that's for a season or long term you know I've only been here a year and it's been so sweet and I think about like what if there's someone else like that that we don't even know about that Mm. the Lord has for us one day down the road whether that's like on our team in ministry or a vital member of our church just being excited to continue to see the Lord move and I think excited to see how the Lord will continue to grow and develop our team as we're all growing um I think I'm excited for myself personally just in my work in ministry and how I'm growing and developing and what the Lord may have for that. Um, On like a realistic side, I think I'm excited to see like what the Lord will do kind of as Corona goes on and you know, what the days, I just imagine like a day if we ever have it in the next year or so or like back in the sanctuary and we just like look at each other and cry over how the Lord sustained us and was faithful to us. Um, I think excited to just see like, I feel like this season is really, at least for me, been good in my heart to yield to the Lord and what he may have for us and just being able to continue to do that when we do that, see the good things that he has for us. So there's, there's lots of things I'm excited about and just feel so honored that I get to be a part of it and excited and really hopeful. Amen. That's a beautiful picture. That's a great way to end. Um, We're so thankful that you were here to get to enjoy the Laurel Schwerz episode. If you have a chance to get to know Laurel, uh, we would commend her to you. She's a real gift to our church body. Have her over for dinner on a Friday night. Yeah. (laughs) She said you could cook anything, Anything. but as long as you have a good looking tablecloth. (laughs) Yep. I mean, it's okay. We can eat on paper plates. Also, not just any tablecloth. This is a very fine linen tablecloth. John, what are you trying to say here? Alrighty, that's about all we have. Uh, See you guys later. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you next time. We'll hear you next time. We'll be with you next time on the Sweet 201. See you later. Bye, guys. Hasta la vida. Thanks, folks, for listening to the Sweet 201. For more information about Grace Fellowship, visit us on the web at gracebham.org. Sweet 201 is produced by the Manifold Group. The creative director and editor of the Sweet 201 is yours truly, Joel Busby. The Sweet 201 is mixed 
and edited by Laurel Schwears. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.